Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. Now, let's join our host for today. Hello and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. Uh, this is our third episode. I am Sam and joined again by Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm very well, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I'm enjoying the World Cup, which I didn't necessarily think I would. And not just because England won, but generally I'm quite enjoying the games. What about you? Yeah, they've been, been quite entertaining. I think I think the, the Portugal-Spain game has been probably the most entertaining one, but yeah, that yeah, was they've been really watchable, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they have been. Um, I, I end up watching games that really makes no sense for me to watch as well, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, but yeah, I've been enjoying it. I have, I have been enjoying it. But yeah, the weather's good. Apparently, next week we're getting a heat wave. Have you seen this? Awesome, yeah. I so on the I, I got my little uh, app. I've got my phone, and it's saying it's going to be about twenty five, twenty six. But yeah. somebody told me that it's going to be in the high th- or low thirties. So yeah. either way, it's going to be glorious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to remember those temperatures they take are in shade. So oh, when you get weather measurements for like apps or the weather forecast, those temperatures are taken in shade. So when oh. you're actually in the direct sun, it is always going to be hotter. So yeah, oh, yeah, it's going to be the first first lot of thirties of 2018. Oh. We'll take that. We'll take that. I will be moaning like hell next week. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I I look forward to it. I have a day of it, then I'm done. I, I'm yeah, done now. Yeah. I, I'm I'm fine with that. Let's have some rain. Let's have a nice yeah, storm. Let- can we just have some normal English weather yeah. now, please? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where where are my clouds gone? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, we uh, we've done two episodes. A uh, big thank you to everyone who's been listening so far. Um, we we've had hundreds of people have listened, Matt. That's that's scary in its own, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good though. I'm really glad. Uh, f- yeah. Thankfully, we seem to be entertaining people out there. So yeah. something's work. Something's yeah, working. We, we, we've had some lovely feedback from people. We've had some negative stuff, and I wish my mum would stop emailing. To be honest <laughs> with you, but she she seems intent on telling us how crap we are. But um, no, no, it's been fun, and the, the feedback's been good. The people want to interact as well, which is nice. Uh, I mean, once the season's going, I dare say it's going to pick up even more. But everyone who's listening now, you're in at the ground level, so you're our favourites. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, except for Dan Beecroft. He sucks. <laughs> he always just wants to get involved with the, with the comments all the time. I don't he know does. what this guy, guy's problem is. Oh, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Such a baby face as well. The kid needs to grow some stubble if he can. <laughs> But yeah, um, that's, that's a friend of ours, by the way. We're not just like stand-up comedians laying into people in the front row. It's just, that's someone we know. Um, but anyway, so man, uh, we opening up. This is obviously another World Cup edition, so we're going to be talking World Cup, uh, various things that are going on around Russia and the teams and stuff like that. Obviously, with a bit of a Spurs focus, and we're going to answer questions from the Facebook page. A uh, few people got in touch, which is great. And obviously, we're going to do a bit of a summary and all things Tottenham news as of today. Um, but man, we're going to open again with our exciting feature, Matt's Stats. And now it's time for Matt's Stats on the Spurs News Podcast. Right, I thought I'd start our stats by... I think I may have helped Cristiano Ronaldo with my stat last... You did. 
I did because one one goal in each of his last three World Cups, he's now scored more than those three put together. Yes, in his first two games. Yeah, and the funny thing is when he when he scored against Spain, my first thought was, "Ha, that's funny." Matt was only talking about the fact he's only scored one, and then he got a second one. I was like, "Ha, yeah. that's funny." Matt was only saying he's now doubled that. Oh wow, he's got a hat trick! Brilliant in yeah. his first game, and then of course opening minutes of the game yesterday, bang, he scores again. I was like, "Yeah, okay, all right, Cristiano, easy." Yeah, easy now. <laughs> but he's helping my stats, so I'm fine with that. You can True. score away, yep. score away. I thought I, I thought I'd talk about um, uh, Russia, a couple of stats with Russia because they were so poor in the lead up to the World Cup, and yep. they, you know, obviously they're the home nation, but no one was giving them much of a hope. But they're just blowing everyone away. They really are. Yeah, yeah. The first two games, definitely. Yeah, they've got uh, they've they've clocked up. Uh, in the, the game against Saudi Arabia, 73 miles they ran, which is just far more than any other team. And then the second uh, highest amount of miles running the game is Russia again okay? wow. uh, against Egypt. So they're they're clearly really up for these games. Yeah. And uh, they've they've actually got three three players uh, in the top ten in the whole entire World Cup have, have run the most miles. So you know they're they're as you can say really up for it and the stats don't lie but only Australia have moved at a faster pace as well which is just under four miles an hour so not only are they running more but they're running faster as well and Damn. I think you you put those two things together and it's no wonder they've got at the moment an aggregate of eight one eight goals to one over yeah. the, the first two games you know I, I don't know whether it's the cynic in me but um when you put those two stats together I do worry about statewide doping just throwing it out of there <laughs> Do you know what? I'm glad you mentioned it. I wasn't going to mention it, but I just, <laughs> oh, I'll oh, leave it oh, to you, you Sam. You, you can trust me. I'll, I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Obviously, no, that's not. that's a deflammatory remark. I I don't mean that. I mean they were. I mean, don't get me wrong. They were banned from the Olympics for doing yeah. that. But I mean, why why would we have any suspicions at all? about a football team who was given no chance, no hope, suddenly being able to run faster and longer than any other team. I, I'm not suspicious by that. I'm sure no one else is. Carry on, Matt. You, you, you probably <laughs> said what every single person listens to. I am, I am on a list now. Um, and yeah... <laughs> Yeah, this this is not good. I should probably. You're going to get you're going to get a red letter through the post in a couple of weeks, signed by Mr. Putin himself. As long as as long as I don't end up in hospital after touching me doorknob, I don't mind. Yeah. <laughs> move on quick. Move, move on, on Matt. Quick, Matt, quick, do more stats. Right, I'll give you some stats on the England game. Let's, yes, let's, please. Let's, let's, um, let's look at England. Yeah. Right, I've got some uh, some ones with, with the Spurs players as well, and uh, for example. Uh, Kieran Trippier yes. created six goal-scoring opportunities in the first half. Um, uh, uh, sorry, in, in that in that game, sorry, yeah. uh, and it's the the most uh, you know most in the tournament, which is quite impressive, really. And I mean, when you think of, like when he played for Spurs, you know, he obviously taken over from Carl Walker, yeah, and the amount of opportunities that Carl uh, Carl Walker uh, gave us the season before last, it just shows that you know he's he's really c- come on, hasn't he? You yeah. know, and not not only. You know, does he do it for us for Spurs? But he's now playing for England in the World Cup, and he's created that amount of opportunities. You know, in a, in, yeah. a, in a game, so he, know, it's um, quite impressive. Yeah, no, he has. I mean, I think it also proves once again that Pochettino is the fullback whisperer. Um, he seems yeah, to be able yeah. to get the absolute best out of uh, players in that position. Um, for a lot of what was said, and I don't want to dwell on this too much because I know it just sounds like I'm bitter. I personally do not see that Carl Walker's game has developed since moving. I still rate him as a very good player. Uh, his pace gets him out of trouble when his concentration lapses. Um, 
which happens a lot, but I don't see that he's improved. Is that just me, or do you? Uh, do, do, do you know what? Funny enough, in the um, on in the in the game we played against Tunisia, yeah. it was his. He he gave away the penalty. He did, and when he did, didn't you just think? Typical Walker. It was all right, like you know, for Spurs. I, it was so many times when he just gave away silly free kicks, yeah. silly penalties, and I, I tweeted something similar to that, but it was an F word in it. Um, <laughs> no, he that is the biggest gripe anyone has ever had. And when we sold him for fifty odd, fifty million odd, I remember a lot of Spurs fans like, you know, it's a bit sad to see him go, but we've just got a lot of money for a guy who, on a regular basis, self destructs. You know, yeah, um, absolutely, he, he, he yeah. will give away something or, or will just completely switch off. Now, ninety percent of the time, his pace gets him out of that, and mm. that's why a lot of people, you know, say, oh, "What a great player he is." Well, mm, he possibly wouldn't have to run back quite that quickly and make that challenge if it wasn't for the fact he hadn't switched off in the first place I, I yeah, realise it just sounds like I'm bitter because he left but I used to say these things about him when he was with us which is I'm never 100% you know I still would have picked him uh, if he was still at the club I'd still think that he was our best option just because of the way we play and his sheer pace going forward mm. but I, I do do not think that his game's developed and I do not think he's an essential defender I, I realise the way Southgate's playing him I, I understand his thinking as well. Um, you know, having that pace in the back three, if you're going to play a high line, you need someone who's rapid, and we don't have a central defender who is. So mm. adapting Kyle to do that makes sense. But I think when he got caught in that central position to give away the penalty, um, a more experienced central defender doesn't do that because he knows strikers touched in any way in that position just drop. Um, yeah. And I think I think that was inexperience of that position. That that led to that, um, yeah. Yeah, just my opinion anyway. No, no, I, I agree. And you know, it, 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 you know, the replay showed that it was it was minimal touch. But at the same yeah. time, yeah. he's raised his elbow. So, yeah. you know, regardless of the amount of touch, it doesn't matter. You know, you no. just don't raise your elbow, do you? Uh, that's unfortunately, the thing. that's the nature of football. You know, it's like um, when you see players go down in the box and they haven't been touched because they were anticipating the leg being there. And you see experienced defenders kind of go for them and then pull their leg away. Um, and, and then look at the player who dived over the imaginary leg. Um, with Walker, he just doesn't have that central defender experience. As yeah. a fullback, he can do that shielding thing because referees might give a free kick out wide. In the centre, smack bang by the penalty spot, you're giving away a penalty, which nine times out of ten means you're giving away a goal. Absolutely. And and absolutely. some referees, the absolute lunatics, can even send you off for it as violent conduct. Well, I mean, I, 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 think, I don't know what your opinion is, but I actually think he was quite lucky not to get sent well, off, to be honest. Well, that was my... When it happened, and I saw him give the penalty, my immediate fear was he's going to see red. Because if the referee's given a penalty that he's elbowed him, you know, he's brought his elbow to his face, then that's a red card. Yeah. So, again, it kind of felt a bit of a contradiction of, you know, don't get me wrong, I was pleased from an England point of view, but I kind of like, well, if you've given the penalty for that and you're saying that it's a penalty because he's deliberately raised his arm to the guy's face, then it's a red card. If, however, you're given the penalty for it and you're just saying that, what, he blocked him off? I mean, I don't know. I, I didn't think the guy was getting the ball anyway, so it just seemed odd. But then again, the refereeing in that game was odd full stop. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Right, talking about Harry Kane. Yes. Uh, this 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 is a stat that's probably a few people have heard already, but the first 
uh, player, England player, to score twice in a World Cup match since Gary Lineker, who was yes. also a Spurs player at the time, yeah. against Cameroon in Italia 90. I so love that was quite that a while, long time ago. That was my first proper World Cup that I remember. I loved Italia 90. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we posted that on the page. Yeah, and it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, it's it's, an, it's an, another uh, kind of... Uh, Hoodoo, well, say, well, say, well, so much say it's a hoodoo, but something that's happened for the first time in 28 years, and it's 28 years since we last beat Chelsea at home, so maybe huh. Harry Kane's kind of just well, breaking some of these hoodoo. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> right, okay. Um, what else have we got? I didn't even, don't know if you know this one. Tunisia, uh, only shot on target was that penalty. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't realise that, but thinking about it, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, we, we had the game. It was just uh, it was just that the penalty decision just took all the momentum out of us, and then yeah. Tunisia went to that uh, cracking West Brom formation, I like to call it, where they play literally everybody in their own half, yeah. and just kick lumps out of us and rugby tackle us, and and when the referee doesn't do anything about it, they they keep doing it, and it just becomes more and more difficult. But but I mean, the fact we won the game will give the lads such a lift. Yeah, of course. I don't know. If, I don't know if you um. Because I was in the pub watching the game, so I didn't catch whether it was offside. But that Raheem Sterling shot, did that end up... Was that offside, that... that what, you know, his he, uh, unbelievably spooned miss? It was just... It yes, was, honestly, it was offside, but it doesn't I, matter. He still should have buried it. <laughs> it was incredible, wasn't it? I, I, like, the whole... the whole, All of us, there was about sort of 100 people, they were like, how on earth did he not even... No, like, I, I, that that one because he was moving at pace. I know this is going to sound like I'm making excuses for the lad because he's moving at pace. I can understand that one a lot more than I can understand the Lingard one, where the oh, ball yeah. has gone over everybody. He's on side, and he has not done anything there. You know, I'd have stepped forward and headed it, but he didn't. He waited for it. I mean, if you're going to trap it, then really your finish needs to be good, but. He's. It's like he's got caught in completely. Do I head it? Do I volley it? Oh my yeah. god! It's here. Yeah. Oh, and it's yeah. it's gone. I. It just. It, it. To me, it also shows the difference between a good player who's been picked for England and a world class player in Harry Kane. Yeah. That he gets two chances, scores both. Uh, I mean, I love the video that's gone viral that someone's got of Gareth Southgate. So that first England goal, you see the shot go in and the keeper saves it and. As the keeper saves it, Southgate mouths, where's Harry? And then <laughs> celebrates like a lunatic. Because, you know, wh- where's Harry? And he j- it's because he knew. He knew that Harry would be there. He knew yeah. that if the ball was dropped somewhere, Harry Kane instinctively is going to be there. And he did. He was there and he stuck it in the net. Then later on, where's Harry again? He's right at the back post, waiting for the ball to drop to him. It does. And that finish with that header was not easy. No, not at all. It, it's it, a, a lot. Of, a lot of it, it is, you know, composure, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's they've, they've, obviously clearly Raheem Sterling's got the abil- yeah. ability to do yeah. it, but it's it's having that composure, isn't it? It's having that yeah. sort of that kind of instinct and composure to know exactly what to do, regardless of the the pace the ball's coming in. And like you say, with the second goal, I can imagine a lot of players would have tried to like you know head it back across yeah. goal or yeah. head it straight at the goalkeeper. He just he he knew that it was that that kind of you know, what that should we say, one, half a foot space, yeah. and that's where he had to put it in, and he put it in on a penny, didn't he? Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, where it needs to go. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, yeah, it was. I can't speak highly enough for that. Um, there's a lot of talk at the moment because Sterling obviously didn't have a good game about dropping him for Panama. I I genuinely think play him. 
because yeah. if the kid can find his finishing boots, let's say he plays Panama, he has a really good game and manages the barrel one in, then all of a sudden you've got a player who feels more comfortable, more confident going into the more serious games going forward. If you play him against Panama, who really, as an opposition goes, are sort of at the same level of Tunisia, we should win. I'm not saying we will, because we're England, but mm. <laughs> it's a game we should win. If he isn't playing well against Panama again, then, yeah, you've got a decision to make to say, OK, you know, we've given you two games. You're not finding your feet at this World Cup, kid. You know, sit on the bench and maybe you can come on and make an impact in a game. But... That's just me. I don't know. I know a lot of people just like drop him. Uh, me, I'm more. I'd be more inclined to drop Lingard. Yeah. Do, do you know what? I, I, it's it's a difficult one because I, whenever I watch England play, uh, Sterling just frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. But he clearly is a good football player because he's got a lot of goals for Man City and, and, and you know they won the title at Kansas. So he's a good player. But oh. I, it's it's that frustration I, I feel, and he's not the only one. There's been so many players through the years. They seem to play out of their skins for their club they put an England shot on and they just seem to be completely different players well to be fair to him and this applies to a lot of players at his club he is well supported when he showed up to the England camp he's been ripped apart in the press by pundits mm. because of a tattoo because of yeah, all this stuff right. I mean how welcome and you know it's going to sound stupid they get really well paid I know that but you've got to feel the love as well at some point you've got to you got to feel at home you've got to feel comfortable with what you're doing I think the squad rallied around him and I think he likes the squad I think the, the players around him have you know tried to put all that rubbish behind him but when he has a game like the other day where he snatches it a few and it doesn't go in and people were jumping on him again then mm. I, I feel he needs to play and he needs to do well the thing about him, which we don't really have in abundance, is the kid is blisteringly quick. And that scares the life out of defences. Because if he plays off Harry and the ball's knocked over the top and he goes sprinting through, teams know they can't play a high line. But if you sit deep and give Harry space in front of you, he's going to drill one from 30 yards into the top corner. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it just kind of opens it up. Now, uh, the argument is, of course, that Vard is quick. And if you're going to play the two up top kind of system like they did with Sterling off Kane, you could play Vardy there. Um, I don't know whether it's just my natural aversion to Jamie Vardy or what, but I'd rather <laughs> give Sterling another try. Yeah, I mean, he did he did score a few goals in the well, mind you, Sterling did as well. They they both did well, didn't they? But yeah, yeah it's not there's an argument for both, isn't there? I, I wouldn't mind seeing Vardy getting some minutes. I mean, maybe coming coming on. Mm. Uh, in the, in the Panama game, yeah. you know, sort of see what 70. happens. Yeah, but yeah, you're probably right. Let's let's give Sterling another game. It's, it is a confidence thing, isn't it? You know, yeah. and like you say, if he scores one, no matter how it goes in, then that's only going to give him confidence for the rest of the World Cup. And you know, like you say, when we start playing the big team, well, we'll be Belgium afterwards, yeah. isn't there? So you know, yeah, we need some confidence for that games, game. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. All right, yeah. man. So sorry, back to your stats. I hope yeah. you again. No, no, don't don't worry, don't worry. Right, um. This is the first half stat that I was getting confused with. So Eng- England um, uh, had six shots on target in the first half of, of the match. Right. Um, it's the m- most in the opening 45 minutes of a World Cup match since the 1966 semi against Portugal. Wow. It's the most time we've had that many shots in the first half. And that <laughs> was that, 52 years ago. And so it, it just shows. Yeah, six six shots uh, on target in the first half. We've never had that much since the Portugal game wow. in 1966. And you kind of, when you think about it, 
you know, you, you think of the, the, the World Cup games and how many times have you just watched them? Like, come on, for God's sake, uh, you know. And wow, it, it, we've it been was it, crap, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was a it was a really good first half, and yep, we I could agree. have easily we could have easily been easily three or four four nil up, you know. Agreed. And yep. That like you like you alluded to earlier that that penalty just kind of took not the stuffing out of us, didn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, but it was a, uh, you know, like you say, we won in the end, and Sir yeah. Harry rescued us. <laughs> a, a rise, Sir Harold of King. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't mind seeing. And he's, I think you you mentioned it the other day, didn't you? He's he's going to have Cristiano Ronaldo's um, target to head aim for. Now that's what's going to be his mind. Yeah, um, because that's how he's a driven person, and people can mock him for it being open about that. But I, I like it. He, he genuinely is quite open about. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to get to that level. I want to be scoring goals to that level, um, and and more power to him because if he every time people have knocked him back, he's set himself a goal and he's achieved it. So yeah. the more people that tell him he can't do this, the happier I am. Yeah, of course, absolutely. And talking about Harry Kane, that's actually leads me nicely into the a stat I wanted to talk about, which was the VAR, the dreaded VAR. <laughs> Mind yeah. you, say dreaded VAR, but it's actually working quite well, isn't it? This World Cup. Oh, see, I, I don't know. Um, no? I, well, I, it is and it isn't. And I, I, that sounds like such a cop-out thing. I I like the idea of technology being used in football. I, I'm a rugby man and I think it's worked. I think football still hasn't got it right yet. I think the FA Cup, there was just some shambolic stuff going on. I think now at the World Cup, it seems to be a little bit better in terms of it being refined. However, I don't like seeing players doing the whole appeal for the VAR thing. I don't like seeing when the referee's saying, right, I've referred this, two teams just shouting and raving at him and stuff like that. I hate that. Um, And I don't like the fact that we've just seen in that game, Harry Kane get wrestled to the ground twice. Anywhere else on the pitch is a free kick, and yet in the box it seems to be let go. What was it, two seasons ago, they had the big clamp down and they were given penalties left, right and centre. And yet VAR is there. And that means someone reviewed that and has said that that was okay. Mm. And they don't have to explain it. That's what frustrates me. If afterwards Mm. they put out like a press release, the referees reviewed this, and the reason it was not given was because of this. I might not agree with it, but at least it's open and people can feel that it's not being corrupted. I personally felt like... What the hell? How could that not? How could that possibly be reviewed and it not be a penalty? Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you know the whole the whole point, really, in essence, of the VAR is to take away that kind of the the human that kind of judgment yeah. on it. It's it's basically you've got computer screens and like you know the, the and monitors and they cannot lie. Like you yeah. know, it's physically there in front of you, so it's not a kind of a well you know a human, i.e., the referee making a decision. It's like right, there's a group of people they can see the the absolute irrefutable evidence on us on a monitor and that is it and argue no case cl- should be case closed and yeah. you're right those those he, he was being genuinely rugby tackled he was being rugby tackled yeah. there's no other there's no other way to describe it he was being rugby tackled yeah. and so so it, it, like you say it's a penalty there's no other 
There's no right. interpretation of it. That's you can't. That's, it's against the yeah. it's the rules. You can't yeah. do it. You know. Yeah. And and you would know because you downloaded the rules last week. Of football. <laughs> yeah. you, you, Damn, I didn't. I didn't check that one. You, you <laughs> understand that? Yeah, rugby tackling is not allowed exactly. anywhere on the pitch, especially in the box. Yeah. Uh, exactly. um, yeah. Well, you you think VR is working well though? You, well, you, you've been it, pleased it, with it. On the whole, I think it has. Like the the. Um, there's been four penalties uh, so far uh, via the yep. VAR. You've got the, uh, the the France one, haven't you? Uh, the Peru one that they they missed, uh, the Sweden one, and the Egypt one that uh, Salah scored. But uh, they've actually in a in a there's been 20 matches now so far in the World Cup, and 10 penalties have been awarded, and the the, the record is actually 18. So I actually think that you know VAR is going going to uh, probably help break this record because I can, I can see there being more than you know eight in the in the, in the rest of the games yeah but on the whole and I get and I know we've just said about you know the Harry Kane one but on the whole it you know I think it is kind of eradicating the mistakes and a lot like I highlight the Sweden one for example that that was a penalty wasn't it it was a clear yeah. penalty and the referee was happy to wave it on which is his judgment and then they pulled him up on the monitors yet clear as day Defender's not got anywhere near it. He's taken a player down. It's a penalty. So, yeah. I, I think on the whole it's working. And in, it, it's you know again you've alluded to it being a fairly new technology for football, and it is you know. And I, th- I, I, I was the first to, to complain about it, especially like you say in the FA Cup games at Spurs. I was at the um, which one was I at? One of I think it was the uh, oh, I can't remember. What was that crazy one we had where we was like two new up and then we wasn't two new up and. Uh, oh, in song in, scored a goal. Yeah, in the FA Cup. Um, it was just, was, yeah. Um, it was insane. I'm trying to remember who we played, but it, it, I was at I was at Wembley in that game, and it was it was causing so much frustration. Yeah, I don't know what it was like watching on television, but oh, it was in, the, in the stadium. But in the stadium, it's even worse because we didn't have the benefit of um, a, a commentator talking, no. about, you know, showing the different replays. We were just sitting there thinking, well. well why wasn't that allowed? What no. the hell is going on now? And then, no, was... then one of them was a free. Uh, the referee awarded a free kick, didn't he? And then he converted to a penalty. And and we was we it, it got to the point where we I don't, know, I don't know if this was picked up on on TV at home, but we were booing. We, yeah, were, we were booing yeah, because it was, yeah. it was becoming so frustrating and it was completely spoiling the flow and everything. Well, and yeah. and I and no, I feel no, obviously. I yeah, and I feel that with with this World Cup, obviously there's a there's a lot more obviously a lot more eyes on the World Cup than there was on that FA Cup game. So they've they've had to you know they've brought in more people in that little kind of VAR technical room that they've got, and it, it kind of it it's been developed a little bit further. So I think with further with further development, further kind of knowledge, and kind of just you know learning as they go, I think it can be a, it'll be a, it could be a really good thing. But you know at, at the moment, yeah, there are there are problems with it and you know the Harry Kane one absolutely is just how how that how he didn't get one at least one of those two was just yeah. unbelievable you know yep yeah, no I agree and that's that's the thing at the moment I'm still well if you're referring it to another referee who's just basically given his opinion from, from what I've read basically the on-field referee they are reviewing everything live so if the team there say to him in his ear look we've had a look at this and we think you should review it he can say no. Right, okay. So if he's seen that and he's gone, nah, that's just boys being boys. <laughs> and and they're, they're in his ear going, yeah, you need to look at that. It looks like he was rugby tackled. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm good. I saw it. I don't, you know, I was happy with it. 
then that's it. That's the end of it. The on-field referee still makes the call. And let's just go human nature a second. Who likes to be told they've got something wrong? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 again, it 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 kind of takes away the point of the VAR, doesn't it? Because yeah. If if they're just if he like if he's if he for example say there's a penalty appeal and he says no and then they say look we think you might need to review this now he's obviously like you say he's given that decision and yep. and he's gonna not he's, he's gonna want to stick with that because you know yeah. like so, you say well, human nature you want to say wrong, yeah. yeah exactly but they the people that the, the the guys in the in the in the control room wherever it is they they've seen it yeah. so they're saying look at this because this is a penalty well, so surely I, that that decision should be taken out of the referee's hands surely. I think the better referees are happy to stop the game and go okay let me have a look I think because they're more confident I think the referee we had the other day was a poor referee full stop and I mm. think because of that he didn't want to be questioned. I think the best referees that are in the game currently are the ones that are embracing this, saying, brilliant, yeah, bring it on. And mm. are the ones that are happy to go over, review it, and go, oh, didn't see that, brilliant, thank you, it's, it's a pen, or it's not a pen, or, mm. you know, look at the Iran goal yesterday. For for every minute of me, I thought that was a goal, because the kid was onside when the ball was played, how could he be offside? Well, it was nudged on, and when it got nudged on, he was offside. So it was the right mm. decision. Yeah, but you know, in real time, real speed, you're never going to pick that up. No, of course, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a, there's still a lot of teething troubles with it, but if they can really iron them out, I think it could be a really good thing for football. Okay, that's my opinion anyway. <laughs> you stick to it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still on the fence. I, I think the they fence. need to make changes. No, no, I agree. I agree. They need to make changes, but if if they if they can kind of get get it to a, a fine tune yeah. you know and I, and I and I as hate, much as I hate to say it sometimes you just need to take the human element out of it you have to yeah. you know cuz you know if it's a penalty it's a penalty regardless of a referee's opinion or where he's looking you know and it kind of needs to if 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 the game's going to be you know if you're going to if you don't want to miss vital decisions that can yeah. cost millions and millions and and more and more millions as we go on then it needs to be there I think yeah. No. Okay. No. I I agree that it needs to be something. I, uh, for me, it's just the clarity in rugby. You have ref mic and the and the TMO, the th- television match official, are mic'd up. So when something is referred, you as the audience watching on TV get to hear it. Mm-hmm. In the ground, it goes up on the big screen. You know, uh, TMO. You know, pending, and they they announce it, and the crowd get told as well. So I just think clarity now in football, apparently they don't ever want to do that. To me, it's just like, well, why? Why not? Even if people don't agree with it, at least you're being clear. Like, come out and say why they weren't penalties. We didn't believe they were penalties because we felt Harry was grabbing them as well. You know, six of one after the other. Okay, fine. If that's what you thought, you're wrong. But that's what you thought. At least we understand. Mm. Leaving it up in the air... For me, VAR is supposed to eliminate that. It's supposed to eliminate the 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 discussion. It's supposed to be black and white now. Mm. And to me, it's just added another layer to the discussion because now rather than questioning the ref getting it wrong and perhaps making allowances because he saw it so quickly, I'm now berating a TV official because he's seen it from five different angles in slow yeah. motion and he's still got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I don't know if you if you uh, watch cricket, but I, I like yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, and uh, obviously with cricket, it's a lot easier, isn't it, to go to the third umpire yeah. and you yeah, know it's, it's the pace a lot slower. But yeah. like like you said with the rugby, 
you like well, I, I don't know what it's like when you well obviously like unless you're if you've got the headphone and if you're actually at the ground but if you're yeah. watching it on television you yeah. hear that discussion between the yeah. between the third umpire don't you and yeah you and, do and yeah. Yeah. so you hear all that so you so you're comp- you completely understand and and there are i mean there's i remember seeing a couple of examples where you like for example it's a catch a dubious catch that goes up to the third umpire and yeah. no matter how many how many views they've got yeah. of it yeah, you still know. cannot you, they, you, you don't know do you and you're, and you're watch and you're watching it so you're in a way kind of on on the on on the side with the third umpire aren't you because you're seeing exactly yeah, what yeah. he's seeing so you can go right fair enough look i can't i can't work that i've got this 60 uh, inch television in front of me and i can't yeah. see that so i don't know what the, the third umpire can see so you, you you're on side of it aren't you yeah i but, agree and, that, and that's you, the thing it's clarity yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, th- there needs to be more clarity for the people at the ground, but also for the people watching on TV. And if you've yeah. got that, then the discussion isn't about how have they got that wrong again. It's about yeah, wow, no wonder they couldn't give that. No one could tell. Mm, and that's yeah. a different. That's a completely different thing. But uh, according to FIFA, they're definitely not going to go that route because they don't think it's in the the interest of the game. Apparently. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, FIFA. <laughs> but then, of course, someone could give them enough money as a bribe, and they'll do it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I got fifty p and a Jermaine Genus bobblehead if they're interested. Well, give, give it a try. Give them a call. Yeah. To Which, ironically, is what Daniel Levy bids for people. But anyway, um, so yeah, were, was that the last of the stats, or were that there was. any more? No, well, they're all of my stats. Thank you, man. That was very interesting. World Cup. And I think we've kind of discussed the World Cup while we're at it as well. So we've had yeah. the first round of games from everyone in the World Cup. And we, I asked you before the tournament started, or just as it started last week, who do you think is going to win? We've seen every team now. Who, are you sticking with your original pick? Or... I, said, I, said, I said Germany, didn't I? You did, yeah. How did they get on in their first game? <laughs> It's early days. I can't remember how they got on genuinely. I mean, I think they played and they... uh... Oh yeah. Um, oh, hang on. Yeah, they lost. Listen, they'll come good. They'll come good. I'm still sticking with them. Do you know when that goal went end. in? A, an earthquake was registered in Mexico. Yeah, I because saw that. everybody jumped up in the air at the same time. Now that is insane. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. In the UK, yeah. in the UK, that happened, and apparently a million pounds worth of improvements were done to Milton Keynes. No, <laughs> no, see, no, that I did that on purpose because that. I laid in the Milton Keynes last week, and someone messaged the page to say, "Hey, I'm from Milton Keynes," so that was done on purpose for you. That was a joke. If I'm gonna have, right, genuinely now, if I'm gonna have a go at any place in the world, it's gonna be Swindon. I don't care if you're from Swindon. That's the place I'm going to have a go of. It's been twinned with hell. I hate that place. So there you go. We'll move on. Move on quick. uh, We're going to follow that with some hate mail in the next week from a couple of Swindon residents. Yeah, damn right. I don't care. Yeah, bring it. Everywhere else, everywhere else, it's tongue in cheek. When I talk about Swindon, I mean it, just so you know. Um, So, man, I've got a couple of things I want to run through with you because they're kind of like discussion points. It's it's kind of World Cup related, but football in general. So, have you seen what Russian, what the Russian Burger King promotion has been in the World Cup? I did hear hear about this. This was about them saying that if any women got pregnant by the Russian football players, they'd get oh no, not, not just the Russian football player, any football player at the World Cup. Are you kidding? Not just so, Russian team. No, so if any Russian woman was to get pregnant by a footballer playing for his country at the World Cup, they'd get free whoppers for life from Burger King and about 30 grand uh, cash sterling, which is more in rubles, obviously. 
Um, they've had to discontinue the promotion following lots of complaints, which is no great surprise. But it lasted a week, by the way. Well, did you know? I, I know Burger King wasn't around in the when we won the World Cup in 1966. But yeah. if it was, that's the kind of thing you could imagine happening in 1966, <laughs> not what, what, try, try and get pregnant by a footballer. Oh, it's just <laughs> awful. I, I, I read it and I thought, because I, I saw someone had translated an advert and I thought it was satire, it was a joke. I thought someone had, you know, mistranslated it on purpose. Lo and behold, today I'm seeing the big press release from corporate Burger King USA condemning it, saying, you know, no one ran it past us. When we found out, we told them they had to stop straight away. Uh, I'm just like, seriously, someone thought that was good? Someone was like, yeah, yeah I got a good idea. Um, it's just so sexist, isn't it? Well, mate, it's beyond. I just can't get my head around it. And what makes it worse is, you know, the the prize, right? So you get pregnant by a footballer playing at the World Cup. Your prize is Whoppers for life. So, you know, let's hope you like Burger King. I mean, the kid's going to have a problem if that's all the kid's going to get fed. Um, and yeah, uh, 30 grand. I mean, there are women who go around Premier League training grounds here who will get pregnant from a footballer for just the cost of a bottle of Lambrini. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it just, it just makes you feel, you know, it's like a promotion they do for their farms. Like if you can nah. get your prized cow oh, pregnant. I know, like, man, you know, I, 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 just... I just made that joke, but genuinely I was just read down for, wow, what year are we living in? I mean... <laughs> I know, and, and it brings me on perfectly to the next thing I want to talk about, because I I can't get over... I, I've been watching all of these games, ITV, BBC, and um, both channels have had uh, female pundits this time, which is probably That's the right. first time at the World Cup I've seen that. Um, so we've had ex-professional uh, ladies players, um, I believe we've had... Uh, presenters who have been women, and we've even I've even seen heard a commentator who who's uh, a woman as well for some of the games. I cannot get over the reaction to that I've seen online. Mm. Uh, to me, it didn't even like I'm sat there watching and I'm listening to them, and I don't know whether it's just because I'm so jaded with pundits anyway that whether it was a man, a woman, a Martian, or whatever, it's all just kind of discussion but there was one lady and I apologize, and I apologize for each, I don't know her name but she was on BBC and she gave more insight and more clarity of thought and expression in what she was saying than any pundit I've seen on there in a long time and she put Mark Lawrence in to shame a couple of times which I personally really enjoyed <laughs> um, but the reaction on social media has been like oh you know why are they there what what you know what possible insight can they have on football? I'm like seriously, yeah. this this from a this from a guy who in his Twitter profile looks like he's thirty stone if anything, and yeah. you're you're you are questioning what the performer professional footballer female professional footballer has got to know about football over you. Yeah, oh, I mean come on man, I just what again? What year are we living in? I I don't get it. And if you go back in time. Was there a time where when a black player was a pundit and people were saying, if social media existed then, would it have been, oh, what's a that's black right. guy know about football? Mm. I bet it is. It's just like you know, racism, that's moved on. Well, it's not, not the whole way, but it has. And now sexism's the now accepted thing you can joke about. And I don't get it. I, if, if these people are on there, and this is the thing, people, whether it's a man or a woman, and they have got an opinion... It's no more valid or invalid than me, you, anybody. I just don't understand the mentality. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's just this fear of of change, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, with, with people, you know that. You, I've really, I'm, I'm promise I'm trying not to generalise, but yeah. you probably would find, uh, and again with it being watching football, it probably will be um, men like you know say from their from their maybe sort of mid thirties, forties to yeah. to their sixties and onwards that probably would have the most problem with this yeah. because they're they're used to putting on their television and and hearing two men commentate and that's yeah. their, that's their, what they're used to and you know when when you when you think back to um where how far we've come when you had was it what was it one Ak, one atkinson the one who who said that yeah, um, yeah horribly yeah. racist thing yeah right now now we're, now we're getting to a point where horrible racist dinosaurs like him aren't, aren't on television anymore we, no. we, we sort of developed from that and now we're getting to to the point and and, I, and i'll just quickly say cricket as well watching the cricket you get female commentators and I yeah, love that as yeah. well but and, and now we're getting on football and, and you're yeah, right and you get it, it, it in does, rugby as well yeah it, it, mean, it does it doesn't matter like you say if if, if you're if you, whatever colour skin you are whatever sexuality you are if you've got good knowledge of, of the game yeah. and, and, and you're and, and you're good commentator it doesn't yeah. matter what, what, what you are does it it doesn't yeah, matter you're absolutely spot on I mean I was listening to the pundits and they were talking about all these different things and, and I went to Twitter to it and I, I genuinely was going to tweet. I'm not sure who the lady is, but I think you know she's she's doing a really great job on there. And then I thought to myself, no, no, don't tweet that because if it was some guy I'd never heard of, I wouldn't make a big deal out of that. So, so I didn't. Yeah. I just thought, you know what? No, mm. it's not. It shouldn't be a big deal. And I was yeah. sort of berated myself a little bit for thinking it was a big deal. Um, but then when I was just reading through the reactions of people, and there were a fair few people there saying, oh, you know, yeah, she seems knowledgeable, but it's just not right. A woman's voice on the football is just not right. I'm like, well, I, to a point, I can kind of understand what you mean by it doesn't sound right because of what you've been used to for 30, 40 years. But at the same time, it's not that it doesn't sound right, it's that it's different. It's, yeah, you know, of course. It's, and it and you you gotta move with the times and and the women's football is developing at an amazing pace. Um, you know, I, I used to watch women's football years ago and think, "Wow, this is really dire. This is not good." Now mm. uh, they're they're at a championship level, Premier League level at times, without a doubt. Yeah, of course. You know, some of the football yeah. that's played and no, women's absolutely. women's rugby. Oh, when I started playing rugby when I was younger, it was an excuse for women basically just to playing the mud and hit each other a bit and now my word that game has developed to the level of rugby now they play is phenomenal um mm. the women's world cup that england won just putting that in there <laughs> the level of rugby in that was far superior than vast majority of the games i'd watched that season from the men's uh, it was just phenomenal and they went at it hammer and nail and you know rugby is a physical game but they did not take a backward step so wouldn't these women then go on to retire from that and then start talking like pundits do? I, I got the absolute utmost respect for them and I'm more than willing to listen to them because they have played, they have done it. The only thing I would say is the lady who I was really complimentary about did used to play for Arsenal. That's the only reason why oh. she was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and also, to, I'll, I'll, I will do with her gender. No, exactly. Yeah. And I will say as well, before I start getting lots of hate from men in their mid-30s and upwards, yeah. I'm in that group, right? Yeah. And, and I, I, I would happily admit that Although I'm I'm really for it and I'm really for uh, equality, uh, yeah. you know, going the way it is. Uh, 
it's like like you said, it, it is natural to think, well, oh, that's a bit odd. It's a woman commentating, and you, and you do feel that. You do. You feel like, well, this is more what I'm used to. Yeah. And 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 sometimes, like for me, it's like I, um, regardless of how it kind of makes me feel, I still. I still want that kind of. I want to keep the attitude of things move on, things just move on. Like, like it's a bit like a good example would be like when you're a kid and you know when you you know we say when we were because I know we're quite similar in age, but when yeah. we when we listen to music, I'm sure your parents are like, "What's that rubbish you're putting on on the radio?" Yeah. And there and now when I hear some music, sometimes I'm like, "That just sounds awful." But then. I'm I'm nearly forty, like you know. I've got to yeah. accept that that music isn't for me. Yep. Things just move on, you know. Like things passing by, like the the, the YouTube. Um, um, I I don't know what culture. a Kesha is. I have no <laughs> idea what that is, but my daughter <laughs> loves it. I I have no idea. Um, uh, I I'm roughly aware of someone called Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not Motorhead or Guns and Roses, it's kind of well beyond me. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, someone told me the other day that Noel and Liam Gallagher are both still going, but Oasis split up. I mean, what's yeah. that about? No, I, <laughs> I, I genuinely know. I stopped listening to Radio 1 when Chris Moyles left it. Um, I, I decided, no, if, if he's too old, I'm too old. <laughs> yeah, And no, so, agree, yeah, my, my whole pop culture references went that day. But uh, no, I, I'm with you, and I get it. I think the difference is some people hear it and go, "Wow, yeah, that does sound different," but then embrace it. And some people yeah. took the Twitter to hate it. And mm. if you're hating just because it's women, ugh, then I, I pity you. I hated it because she used to play for Arsenal. There's yeah, a difference. no, I, I, and, and it's a completely legit reason. <laughs> yeah, of course. And do, do you know what? As well, um, again, like say, say in twenty. Well, not even twenty years time, but let's yeah. let's say in twenty years time, okay. Yeah. So in 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 five World Cups time, we've got to the point where it's no longer just. Well, I don't know if they do they call it the men's World Cup now, but it's not just the World yeah, Cup, yeah, yeah. where it will be. This is the men's World Cup, so it will be very highlighted. This is the men's World Cup, yeah. and then you've got the women's World Cup. So almost they're on, they're, they're they're trying to get. I don't know if there'll be an equal footing. Now I can imagine being outraged at that. Like, what are you talking about? That's the you, the World Cup is what. But then again, you're going to just have to accept that. No, I, I don't know. As, as a I, they, they, I, see, we're talking. We're talking as two people are going. No, I'm not happy with that. But yeah. then, how far? Like, you, we talk about the people on Twitter that are complaining about the the the, the, the women. Um, commentating yeah that's that's a, that's probably like you know you're looking at extreme thing there like you know just you've got you know we've been moving on with the times but like i say in 20 years time if it's going to be if it's going to be they're going to they're going to really make sure that we know that it's not just the world cup it's the men's world cup and the women's world cup we we get like you know this part of me that thinks no that's not right you know but then again you're going to have we're going to have to you know if, if we want if we want equality like you know if we want it to go the way you know in in the in the country in the world yeah. then we're going to have to accept aren't we and 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 i i i think part of the problem and and i will say this and I, you know, I might get some hate from women now, but it, there, there is, you can't get away from the fact that phys- physically there's going to be a difference, isn't there? You can't, you can't. That's that's just fact. That's not me what, saying. What, um, what what sort of differences are you referring to? <laughs> just yeah, men yeah, are sorry, ju- Hang on a sec, mate. I'm just going to hand you this shovel. <laughs> you want to you want to dig a little deeper? I don't know. Are, are there are there differences? I don't, I don't know. But, but, but are, you, are you saying that um, physically, women, like, like women if, are, if, are weaker than men? Is that no, what you're I'm, trying to say, Matt? If, if you if you if you like, put Matthew, Matthew, I'll give your address out in a minute. Come on, Matthew. What um what are you trying to say there? <laughs> no, I, I no, I get what you mean. Um, 
Phoebe, who's my daughter, asked me, um, will there ever be a time where men and women play mixed? And I said no, and I don't think there should be. Women have got a fantastic game, men have got a game. Um, should there be mixed, maybe as a charity thing, one-offs could be fun. But I genuinely, you're right, there there are physical differences in amongst the two genders, which I think means it should be a separate game and stay a separate mm. game. But then again, mate, in 20 years' time, that could be the thing. You're talking yeah. about there being a men's World Cup and a go. women's World Cup. Maybe football will become, you know, men and women, and we'll be sat there in our chairs going, oh, not yeah. in my day. <laughs> not in my day, sunshine. <laughs> Men were men and women were grateful. There you go. Uh, we'll yeah. we'll be the ones putting the comments out on Twitter and there'll be some youngsters doing a podcast yeah. complaining about these old gits complaining on, on, uh, on whatever the social media is mate, in 20 years' time. If, if I'm still here in 20 years, I'll be happy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wanted to touch on that because I just I wanted to comment on it, really. I, I, my, my Twitter reaction wasn't enough. I just had to say something because it made no sense to me and... People just need to move with it. I I don't understand. uh, You know, things are never going to go backwards. Time Mm -hmm. only moves one way. So, get on board. Um, Absolutely, I agree. The other thing from the World Cup this week, which was yesterday and today in the press, um, this will not shock any Tottenham fans at all. Okay, but there have been a group of England fans videoed singing anti-Semitic, anti-Tottenham fans (sighs) doing a Nazi salute in a bar in Russia. Now, in this country. I hate to say it, we're almost kind of so used to it, and Tottenham fans are so used to it now, we're jaded by it. It's like, oh, wow. Now, these who these <laughs> these fans support has not been named. Well, I can tell you who they support. I'm not going to, but <laughs> you, take, mm. you take one look at the pictures and everything, and I can almost guarantee you I've seen them in a blue shirt. Oh, hang on, sorry. Did I say that? <laughs> oh, no. Um... But no, seriously, uh, England fans abroad have got a bad enough reputation. Um, the vast majority out there, like the most ones, are just having an amazing time. And then you've got these morons who, despite Harry Kane winning the game for England, have decided to sit there and do that. Uh, I mean, it's disgusting. Also as well, you know, we've kind of, um, you know, we're famous for the trouble we cause, but... We're in Russia, for God's sake. Behave yeah. yourself. I mean, if yeah. you're going to behave yourself in any country, behave yourself yeah. in Russia. What, what worries <laughs> me about this is years ago, there were football banning orders and stuff to stop morons from travelling. How have they slipped through the net? How, yeah. you know, mm. what? They've they've not been caught once while they've been here. I think it'd be more down to the club they support and the club they support letting it go, but that's just yeah. my, my own personal feeling on it um apparently they're being rounded up i mean even the sun are sharing their image calling it disgusting um but anyway we'll, we'll move on from that as well but yeah again i just want to touch on it so um it brings us to our next feature actually um this this is my feature this time is where we have uh comments from the facebook page and now it's time for your comments directly from our facebook page Okay, so first comment we have is from Leslie Salter. Hello, Leslie. Um, Leslie says, When will we know if any new players are coming in? It seems as Arsenal are ahead of us already. It would be nice to see another top striker to sum of the pressure off of Harry Kane. Really looking forward to the new season. Um, The only person who can answer that really is probably Daniel Levy. But, I mean, from my perspective, um, just to go through it bit by bit, 
Arsenal uh, are making signings, but um, they're making signings because they need to. They're behind a lot of clubs. Um, they, especially us. Um, I mean, what they were? <laughs> they were sixth. Um, they, yeah, they fourteen need... points behind us as well. <laughs> fourteen points was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I... I think so. Right? Oh, that that's, that seems like a lot of points. It does, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Imagine that. Um, but I mean, they as a club to hit, you know, because they're paying Musa Özil like three hundred grand and others silly money. They as a club need to get back into the Champions League. Missing one season is probably a season they could write off as a okay. Never mind. This is now a second season without even looking like they're going to get back into it. Obviously, things could dramatically change next season. Start of a new year is always, you know, fresh start for everyone. They got a new manager, etc. But over the last two years, they've not looked like Champions League team, and so financially, they're paying these players big contracts. And you know, you look at the signings they're making; they're not. They signed Aubameyang last year. That was a big signing for them. And I'm genuinely... That guy's a great striker. So, genuinely... Mm, I agree. Genuinely, next season, he could be the difference maker for them. But the signings they're making now are kind of middle of the road. Dare I say, Europa League signings. There's nothing in amongst their business that has me worried. But then again, I've not been concerned by Arsenal for a couple of years. The the debate over signing another top striker to take the pressure off Harry Kane. Uh, in an ideal world, you know, where we play championship manager or play FIFA, you have a squad built around world-class players that you rotate at will. Um, you can't do that in reality. One, the budget had never stretched to it. And two, who wants to sit on the bench? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the, the strikers we've had for the last two seasons. You've got Jensen two years ago and then yeah. uh, Lorente. Neither of them have, you know. Look, look, I, I I can't remember what your what your thoughts were when we had when we signed Lorenzi, but I, I personally I was thought over that, the moon. yeah, I thought it was a really good signing. Yeah, you know, but he's not he's not really. I mean, he, he didn't look he hasn't looked fit. He didn't look fit for the first part of the well, season. I don't think he's ever caught up. Here, here's but, here's the thing with Lorenzi is when we signed him, he's been there, done it, and won it all. You know, he's won the World Cup, yeah. the European Cup as an international. He's won the Champions League with two different clubs. He's, you know, and he had a season in the Premier League netting fifteen goals. Yeah, it seemed an absolute no-brainer, a brilliant signing. The issue comes is that if you're not playing every week, you lose match sharpness. There's no two ways about it. Harry Kane fit. Harry Kane plays mm-hmm. in our system. We have one striker. No matter who we sign. It is impossible for them to come off the bench with ten minutes here, five minutes there, play a game here, and for us to expect them to be at a world class level. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Absolutely agree. The best we can hope for is that they get a few goals, they make an impact when they do come on in terms of doing something. I was very down on Lorente at the end of last season. I felt that, you know, he didn't contribute as much as we'd have liked. Harry was injured for a time. You know, we'd have all loved it if Lorente had banged in 10 goals in that time, you know, kept us going. As it worked out, the others did. You know, Sonny, etc., who were playing off of him, did step up and bang in the goals during that time. Mm. Um, Lorente finished the season, I think, with something like six or seven goals. Um, You know, he finished the season, uh, you know, he scored a hat-trick in the FA Cup. Uh, He got a, a handful of assists as well. 
Um, I remember that game against West Ham. We went to 3-0 up. Then it went to 3-2. He came on and just basically took all of the pace out of the game just by committing fouls, taking the old hit himself, basically starting a fight, (laughs) which killed a minute but that was good though because like, we, we talk about and I know this is you know a lot of people talk about the sort of the dark arts yeah. that, like some Mourinho's um, yeah. a master at but that that is exactly what you want isn't yeah, it you, yeah. you, 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 it, 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 like you say it took the pace out of the game yeah. it, it, lo- it lost West Ham you can see it, they lost focus as well and although it's kind of you know it's not a goal or it's not a no. save it's something that's still as vital and I think in the game exactly and when he did that I think everyone was kind of like yeah that's really worked out well for us Unfortunately, mm. over the rest of the season, he didn't do that in other games. You know, we mm. didn't see anything else over the course of the bulk of the season. Towards the end of the season, he contributed again, but the main part of the season, it felt like he was anonymous. Even when he came on, you know, and the fact he wasn't even making the bench a lot of the time led to people thinking, "Well, he's clearly gone. He's not worked out either." According to Lorente, in an interview in Spain yesterday, he's very much going to be with us next season. He told, he told, sorry, Matt, he told the reporter, "I've got one year left on my Tottenham deal. I'm very happy. I'm staying in the Premier League. I'm staying at Tottenham. The manager's happy with me. I'm happy. I'm looking forward to getting a full pre-season and having a really good year at Tottenham." To, to be fair, though, Sam, whenever you look at him. Uh, like you know, if he puts posts a picture on Facebook or any other social media, yeah. he always looks really happy. Yeah, doesn't yeah. He? yeah man, he looks he looks happy yeah, to be there. Yeah, no, and and the players uh, appear to really like having him. Right, he's a good part of the squad. The, the key thing is if he can contribute like he did in that West Ham situation, and if he can contribute in helping develop players coming through, then I've got no issue with him staying around as the backup. I. A lot of people are feeling that he's blocking the path of academy players coming through. It is a massive jump from banging in goals at under 18 or under 23 level to coming off the bench. People are a lot more tolerant though. If Kazar Sterling contributed what Lorente did, everyone would be raving about him as a great young player. Because it's Lorente mm. and everyone had this in their heads that he was going to somehow from the bench net another 10 to 15 goals. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're right. He started yeah. every game for Swansea. You know, he yeah. had he had a run of games where he didn't even touch the ball for Swansea, but because when he did every now and again he scored, he finished the season with 15 and people are like, well, why couldn't he do that at Spurs? Well, because Harry Kane starts. Harry yeah, Kane's course. fit, he starts, and you were on the bench. And, and also, you know, Sort of saying about how with the West Ham game, where he, you know, what he did was, for, you know, good, good for winning that game. It's the things you don't see, isn't it, with him? And, and with him, obviously, being in the, being in training with the other players, this is, like you say, this is a guy that's won it all, won a World Cup, won everything. Having a, a winner in on the tr- on the training pitch yeah. is he's, can be so, must be so good for the other for the young players he's got there. So, You'd like think, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, when we it, signed him. That was my first thought. This is really going to help us. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, if he stays, then maybe in the second season, like you, like you've pointed out, he will have a preseason this time. Last yeah, year, yeah. remember, he arrived on deadline day. You That's know, right. Pretty yeah. much. So he, he wasn't training. He came in, and Pock has demands on his players far higher than any other manager in the league. Mm. Just ask Paul Dembele. Um, <laughs> but thank you, Leslie. Hopefully, that kind of answered you in a rambled way. Uh, Daniel Beecroft, our fresh-faced amigo, uh, thoughts on the recent rumours Undombele, 
I think that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> um, Barrios and Kovacic. Uh, Kovacic's rumour came from Don Ballon in Spain originally, so I take that with a massive pinch of salt. Um, mm. The Undumbele rumour uh, appears that we registered an interest, but are unwilling to pay £60 million for him, which is the asking price. So we're kind of sat there, like we always do, saying, yeah, we'd love him, but come on, lower the price, mm. come on, do mm. a deal. Uh, Barrios, the reports came from South America like it was done, um, and the original report came from the same people who reported the Juan Foyf deal, when everyone else in the world went, what? No, that's not happening, and of course, as we know, weeks later, it happened. Um, so, I haven't got a clue, because everyone else in the world's gone, no, that's rubbish. But, they at did... the same time, it's the exact same source. So, I don't oh, know. Yeah. They're saying, I don't know if you've seen it, I don't know if this means anything, And uh, but they're saying that he follows um, Spurs on the, <laughs> the official... Fits. But yeah. the, only, the, the only problem is, not only does he follow us, but he follows Man City, yeah. Real Madrid, Barcelona, yeah. and Bayern Munich. Yeah. So. People really <laughs> read into that. you know. I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know why, but yeah, people do. So uh, hopefully, uh, uh, Daniel says, any interest in any of the sporting Lisbon players that we've seen. Do you know what? I've not seen any of that, and I think I know why. Uh, anyone who's not sure what that's on about, Sporting Lisbon squad got attacked by a group of fans in training last season, and because of that, players took legal advice and are cancelling their contracts, making them available for free. Um, everyone obviously thinks, well, there's a few very good players in amongst there. Why aren't Tottenham? Come on, they're free. This is Daniel Levy's, you know, big <laughs> smile on his face here. There is going to be a court case over it because the club, of course, are challenging to say they have no rights to cancel their contracts. The players have all seen a solicitor who believes they do, but there will most likely be an injunction on these players from playing for another team until compensation's negotiated. Does Daniel Levy want to get in the middle of that? Probably not. Probably if he not, if he yeah. can see a solution to it, then maybe he'd make a move. But at the moment, it just looks like an absolute cluster waiting to happen. So I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine us doing that until there's some sort of resolution, um, or unless we can agree something with Sporting Lisbon. You know, like yeah, that kid's cancelled his contract. I could sign him for free, but how about I give you? Five million. He's worth thirty. Okay, five, <laughs> five plus a genus signed shirt. Come on. And the hat. Don't forget yeah. the bubble hat. Don't it? forget the bubble hat. No. Um. But yeah, that's that. Uh, we have one from uh, Kieran Hanks. Hi, Kieran. How about the fact that we have three players who are captains of their country? Is there is there three? I, I know there's. You've got the uh, Kane obviously for England and Larissa France. But I couldn't. Who's the third one? I have absolutely no idea. I was hoping I, I, you knew. No, I, I I tried looking it up. I, I looked up all twelve players that are in the World Cup, and so I was thinking maybe maybe, maybe as someone who's not in the World Cup, um, who's, oh, yeah. who's not yeah. uh, Ben Davis of Wales? No, he's not captain. Um, Michelle Vaughan doesn't play international football anymore. Um, Davinson Sanchez isn't captain. We he's know not that. captain. Fritonga no. and Toby definitely not captains. Musa's not Eden captain. Hazard, yeah, yeah. Um, and in Denmark, it's uh, yeah, I know. I, I I wondered if it was Ericsson, but it's not. No, I don't know who this. We'll no. have to we'll, if he's listening. We'll have to ask yeah, him to. Yeah, Kieran, give us if that you're listening, one. who's the third one? Because we are lost. <laughs> it's going to be like a oh yeah or or, or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Linton Ford says, "Who would you like to see leave the club, and what sort of prices would you expect for them?" Ooh, who would I like to see leave? Danny Rose. <sighs> 
I take fifty p and a Mars bar. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm still angry about that. I don't know if I've mentioned it at all. Yeah, I, I take a copy of the Sun newspaper and then hit him with it as he leaves. No, um, that, no. All joking aside, uh, what about you? You can lead on that one. You can get in trouble. Who would you? Uh, let, let's let's because of time, only pick one. Who would one. you like to see leave and why? Well, well, this I'll say this one to make myself very popular. Suzuko. Oh, but who needs bail when you got Suzuko? <laughs> one of my favourite moments of the season was singing that loud as we stuffed Real Madrid. Yeah. Wake me up before you go, go. You need bail when you got Suzuko. <laughs> and the Shit, best thing really? was, the bloke took the social media to thank the fans for it. We're taking the piss, <laughs> mate. We all want bail, not Suzuko. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, but bless him. I felt bad after that. I was like, oh, please tell me someone's taking him to one side to go, yeah, they're joking. They, I, yeah, they don't mean that. <laughs> I just, I genuinely, I, I, I've been been so desperate for him to kind of just for, to do it like to, to get to yeah. gain the confidence because I, I think he like you know as a, a as a box-to-box midfielder I think he could yep. he could he's got the ability he's got the the, the physicality has, yep. but it's just he just seems frightened every time he goes on the pitch yep. he just seems frightened and like yep. like like if, uh, someone's asked a fan to go on like half an hour before you, yep. you can go he, he looks what, terrified me? of the ball yeah. and he's got the first touch of a I was about to say something really bad. Then. <laughs> he doesn't have a very good first touch. No, <laughs> Whoa, that no. would have been a bad thing to say. Um, yeah, no, he doesn't have a very good first touch, which is just beyond me for a professional footballer. And and mm. his finishing's on a level with Raheem Sterling and you know Lingard. It just I can't go over it. Um, yeah, I probably if I was picking one, I'd say move Sissoko on. All joking aside, you know because you know Danny Rose whatever. <laughs> whatever um whatever price would i expect to get for him sissoko um this is daniel levy and we're all living in his world i think he could get 20 million for him i was gonna say exactly the same yeah 20 million i reckon yeah mm. yeah which is mm. mad but i reckon he could yeah um could. the final one here is from paul matthews paul says i'm about to do i'm about to be somewhat controversial here oh dear paul not as controversial as i've already been today and as awful as it sounds there are scum issues at hand i want to say fair play to troops and robbie from scum tv i saw them singing the praises of some of our boys kane especially uh, i'm impressed that the differences can be put inside the unite for the nation um i did not expect that from troops at all uh, yeah arsenal fan tv are over there being sponsored they're there following england and they celebrated like lunatics when Kane won it, which they're England fans in this instance, as they should do. Yeah, of course. Um, in discussion, the two of them were very high on praise for Trippier, very high on praise for Kane. And fair play to them, they didn't bite at the media thing of, well, Kane had a poor game but scored twice. The two of them were like, hey, world-class strikers get two chances in a game and they take them. That's what they're there for. Mm. Um, which was refreshing. And also, what's refreshing is the two of them are out there. They are diehard Arsenal fans, but they're there supporting England, unlike some other knuckle-dragging morons earlier on we discussed who are out there doing Nazi salutes and singing songs, you know, anti-Semitic and are against Tottenham. So, yeah, yeah, respect to them. Um, I don't watch Arsenal fan TV other than when they get absolutely hammered for obvious reasons. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, I know I'm aware of them and know who they are. And yeah, fair play to them. 
but yeah, fair play to anyone who puts club allegiances to the side. I'll admit this, I genuinely, when I saw Henderson picked over Dyer, was shaking my head. And this isn't down to a club thing. I have no idea what Henderson is. For me, he's not a defensive midfielder like Dyer is. And for me, he's not an attacking midfielder. So I have no idea what Henderson is. But in that game, I saw the player that obviously Liverpool see week in, week out. A guy that is permanently available for a pass. A guy who is permanently, you know, trying to drive forward. Um, I was really impressed by him. Yeah, he played well. He did play well, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I felt that, yeah, okay, that more than justified it to me. That makes perfect sense. Um, I still think Dyer can have a really important impact to play in the, in the World Cup, and I hope that he he keeps playing um, and he stays fit, because as the World Cup goes on, uh, you know, people pick up knocks and stuff, having the players there who can come in and do a job is important. Yeah, no, I agree. And I was gonna, I was gonna say, Sam, as well. I thought, like, in the spirit of the of the praise, you know, with obviously yeah. Arsenal fancy, maybe we could do the same. So, like, you know, in just in the spirit of the World Cup, we can say, you know, Welbeck, the way that he kept the bench warm was just awesome, wasn't it? You know, just what, what, what a, what dude, a player, dude, dude, way to take the high road. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, the fact there's an Arsenal player in the squad is just weird. I mean, Jack, Jack Wilshere, of course, should have been at the World Cup. He said it himself on Twitter. Uh, since then, he's been released by his club, by the way. Oh. Um, oh, I mean, he's decided not to sign his new deal. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't. Did I say released? Yeah, he's been released. Don't. <laughs> Don't wrap it up any other way. He's there going on about, oh, you know, I could have taken the new contract with a massive pay cut, which <laughs> which was what was on the table. But after speaking to the new manager, I've decided to leave. No, after speaking to the new manager and he explained, yeah, you can stay if you want, but really not going to be playing you because I don't yeah. rate you. Yeah. Um, he's now looking for a new club. I hope, I really hope he ends up at West Ham. Um because I think they deserve each other, and I also love seeing him play against us. Um, yeah. Because there's nothing more fun than watching, you know, Eric Lamella call him a pussy again. Um, oh, I just, that's also, I just, I can't stand that bloke, and anything bad that happens to him just fills my heart with joy. It is. It's a wonderful <laughs> thing. Um, but man, that's me done. I mean, we've wrapped everything up in a nice, a nice bow. I think. Uh, big thank you to everyone for their comments. Uh, Leslie, Daniel, Kieran, Linton, Paul. Thank you for your interaction. We really appreciate it. Big thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, providing you're done, my friend. Yep, yeah, all done. Perfect. I'll speak to you again next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs.